The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Inshallah, I want to go on to the second part. The second part is the, with regards to the plague, right? And this is called in Arabic, Ta'un Amwas, right? And this was the plague of, of Amwas, uh, which broke out in 639 Hijri. Uh, and there was an incredible conversation and a story between Umar ibn Khattab and uh, Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. Now the plague of Amwas, right, is also known as the plague of... Uh, okay, in, in fact, so that, that is the name of it. It was an outbreak of plague. Now science and researchers say it was possibly pu- the bubonic plague uh, that, it, in, that occurred in the town of Amwas. In Palestine, at the time, of course, under Bilad Sham, under the uh, under the Khilafah, and Subhanallah, the uh, the epidemic, this plague, is famous in the Islamic history because it, it caused the death of so many of the prominent Sahaba of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this is my point: so many companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away were shaheed as a result of the plague. It is not just the ordinary Muslims like myself or yourself who are potentially, you know, you know, vulnerable to the coronavirus or, or to the epidemic. It was the great noble Sahaba who became shaheed at the uh, due to uh, the epidemic and the plague. It is estimated that 25,000 25, people died in this outbreak which is considered part of the outbreaks of the plague in the early centuries, the early centuries. So subhanAllah, there's a lot of history that has been written with regards to the plague, but I want to focus on an incredible conversation that uh, Sayyidina uh, Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu uh, narrates with regards to Umar ibn Khattab who had set out to, from Madinah to Munawwara on his way to Asha, on his way to Sham. When he got as far as the outskirts of Asham, the commander of the army, Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah, the commanders of the army, Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah and his companions, they came out to meet Umar ibn Khattab and he told him that a plague had broken out in Asham. So Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas said, Umar ibn al-Khattab said to me, Call the early muhajirin. So Umar ibn al-Khattab, he says to Abdullah ibn Abbas, call the muhajirin, the early muhajirin, call them to me. I want to seek their consultation and inform them that a plague has broken out in Sham. They disagreed amongst themselves. Some of them said, you have set out on a matter and we do not think that you should retrieve from it. And others said, you have to rest the people. You have the rest of the people as well as the companions. And we do not think that you should expose them to this plague. Umar ibn Khattab said, Jazakallah, go away. And then he said, call now. He said to Abdullah ibn Abbas, go and call for me the Ansar. Let me consult the Ansar. And again, they were similar to the Muhajireen. Difference of opinion, disagreed. And some of them had the same opinions of we should go in. And some said we shouldn't go in. He said, you can now leave. Then Umar ibn Khattab, he called the elders of Quraysh who had emigrated the year of the conquest of Makkah. And he consulted them and he got uh, likewise, a similar opinion. At this point, Umar ibn Khattab, he made an announcement to the people, I am returning in the morning back to Medina, so you also return as well. 
right? So Umar ibn Khattab, he made the announcement. Now this is after consulting the Muhajireen. This is after consulting the Ansar. This is after consulting the elders of the Quraysh. He makes an announcement. We will not enter the land of the plague and we will return back to Medina. Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah, who heard this, he said to Umar ibn al-Khattab, Oh Umar, oh Amir al-Mu'mineen, are you fleeing from the decree of Allah? Are you trying to flee from the decree of Allah? And Umar ibn al-Khattab, he said to Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah, Oh Abu Ubaidah, if only someone other than you had said that, Oh Abu Ubaidah. Yes, we are fleeing from the decree of Allah to the decree of Allah. Allahu Akbar. And listen to what he says. Do you think that if you had camels and they went down into a valley which had two sides, one which is fertile and the other that is barren, is it not that if you graze them on the fertile side, then that grazing would be by the decree of Allah? And if you graze them on the barren side, then that grazing would also be by the decree of Allah? Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Look at the way Umar ibn Khattab, he explains the meaning of decree of Allah. Both of them are the decree of Allah. Abu Abdurrahman Abu ibn Auf. Now this is the important point here. Abdurrahman ibn Auf, who had been absent and had been attending to some matters, then he arrives and he says to Amir al-Mu'mineen, Oh Amir al-Mu'mineen, I have some knowledge regarding this issue which I need to share. I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu say, When you hear that a plague is in a land, then do not go to it. And if it occurs in a land that you are already in, then do not leave it fleeing from it. Umar radiallahu praised Allah. Praised Allah because this was not the first time that Umar ibn Khattab has made a judgment. And the Quran has come to confirm the judgment of Umar ibn Khattab. And here, Abdurrahman ibn Auf, he comes and he gives the he gives the hadith, mentions the hadith that of course the other Sahaba hadn't heard of until this time as it appears from the statement of Umar ibn Khattab. And Umar ibn Khattab praises Allah for allowing him to make the correct decision and then they leave back to Madinat al-Munawwara. So this is in Sahih Bukhari, Hadith 5729 and Sahih Muslim Hadith 2219. And this is a very important point here. Ibn, Ibn al-Hajar rahimullah makes mention of another version of this narration. And he says in this version, if we proceed, it will only be through the decree of Allah. And if we return, this will also be through the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to be cautious and to abstain from things that will lead to our destruction. Since we are prohibited from putting ourselves in danger, we are fulfilling the decree of Allah by not proceeding. And this has already been predestined, predestined for us. Subhanallah. So this, this is an amazing story uh, of Umar ibn Khattab, right? And this is the Ta'un uh, Amwas, the, the plague of Amwas, uh, and a conversation that happens between Umar ibn Khattab and Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah. Later, subhanAllah, there's a very emotional, uh, very emotional you know, story that later uh, trans, you know, transpires. Uh, then when Umar ibn Khattab, he went back to Medina, he wanted to make Abu Ubaidah 
He wanted him, you know, to leave the area of the epidemic. And in fact, it says in another narration that he wanted to make Abu Ubaidah maybe a successor or, you know, and, 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 you know, try to get him out of that land of the epidemic. So Umar ibn Khattab, he sends a messenger to Abu Ubaidah with a letter saying that I am in urgent need of you. And if this letter reaches you at night, I urge you to leave before Fajr. Before don't leave. If you read the, uh, reach the, if you get this letter, receive this letter at night, I want you to leave before, before even Fajr. And if the letter reaches you during the day, I want to, I strongly urge you to leave before evening and hasten towards me. Allahu Akbar. Abu Ubaidah, when he received Umar ibn Khattab's letter, he knew why Umar radiallahu anhu wants him. He wants Abu Ubaidah, the great Sahaba radiallahu anhu, he wants him to be saved from the, from the epidemic, from the plague. And he wants him to survive. So he wants him to come to him in Medina. So he, wrote, he writes back to Umar ibn Khattab and it's, it's lengthy. It's lengthy. And he says, I know that you need me. But I am also in an army of Muslims and they also need me. And I do not want to separate from them until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills. So when this letter reaches you, release me from your command and allow me to stay. When Umar ibn Khattab, he saw this letter. And he read this letter, tears filled his eyes, and those who were with him said, Has Abu Ubaidah passed away? He replied, No, but death is near him. And then Umar ibn Khattab sent another messenger to him saying, That if you are not coming back, at least move to the highlands with a less humid environment. And Abu Ubaidah moved to a, to a highland area. And subhanAllah, uh, the, the, the narrators they mentioned that of course the other reason why Abu Ubaidah didn't leave is because of precisely the hadith of the Messenger of Allah that you should not leave the area of the quarantine. And subhanAllah you can see that even when he was given the opportunity to leave, he preferred patience, he preferred sabr, he preferred istiqama, he preferred following the hadith and the advice of the Messenger of Allah and he preferred to be with his companions, his fellow soldiers and allow the decree of Allah to take over. And later Abu Ubaidah indeed passes away and he is one of the famous you know, Sahabi radiallahu anhum who passed away as a result of the plague. You know, subhanAllah, there is many other examples that we could give, but this suffices for us to really give us the comfort, to really give us some solace, to really give us some kind of understanding of how the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, 25,000 of the companions of the Muslims passing away at the time of the plague. Not companions, but 25,000 people who passed away, Muslims who passed away, right, at the time of the companions at the time of the plague and they showed istiqama and they showed patience and they showed sabr and they followed the hadith of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi then why should we panic why should we be worried why should we not have the same conviction and same iman as those sahaba as those muslims and trust in Allah and know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards us greatly with patience and understand that isolation and understand quarantine and understand any of these trials and tribulations is from Allah and the reward is great in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So let us take the example from these noble sahaba radiallahu anhum. That is inshallah the second part of this reminder on the coronavirus and that is with regards to the plague, the ta'un umwas of 639 Hijri and how Umar ibn Khattab uh, dealt with the plague 
and how the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum and Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah and other notable Sahaba, they, they practice istiqama, sabr, and a, a very profound understanding based upon Islam when they were tested with this, uh, with this epidemic. Inshallah, we will move on to the, the third part. Now that we understand Islam, how Islam is applicable to all times, to the 21st century, and how we understand and we can see the application of Islam to our economic, economic crisis, our social crisis, our political crisis, and our, even our science and our scientific issues and problems that we face. We then understand how the Sahaba, the great Sahaba, uh, dealt with this and how there is historical precedent with regards to epidemics. I want to move on to now looking at the epidemic and looking at coronavirus and looking at the root origins of these diseases and a lot of other diseases and how we as human beings respond and react and how we're seeing you know, humanity react and respond and how it is a demonstration of the weakness of man. Weakness of man, his thinking, his systems that he defines, his policies that he defines, when he tries to determine what is good and what is bad. And then we can see examples after examples after examples. If you want to look in, in your agriculture, look at it. If you look into the medicine world, medical world, look at it. In the econ economy, look at it. Social problems, look at them. Political problems, look at them. It is full of the symptoms and the, and the problems that has been created by man. His greed, his selfishness, his limitations, his limited thinking, when he tries to define what is good, what is bad. When he, try to, when he tries to determine legislation, when he tries to be the legislator, when he decides to take the position of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in legislating a system, an economic system, a social system, a political system, right? And he creates havoc. ظهر الفساد في البر والبحر بما كسبت أيدي الناس Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.